Welcome to Michigan in Focus. I'm Bruce Walker, Great Lakes Regional Editor for the Center Square. Joining me today is the Center Square's Managing Editor, Tom Gantert, and we will be discussing who would have thunk that this would have happened, the repeal of right to work, the return of prevailing wages. Give us some background. Well, it's going to be rescinded because the uh, the Democrats control the legislature. They've been talking about it for a long time. So how many people are going to be impacted by this? Roughly in the state of Michigan, there's about 4.1 million people who work every day. Okay. People who go out and do whatever jobs they have to do to pay the bills. Of that number, I'm looking at here, now these are hard to track, but there's a, roughly about 589,000 union members in, in the state of Michigan. Now that's, that's give or take a couple thousand because it's hard to track them all because of the, how many leave and join the unions, which was allowed under right to work. Of that 589,000, about 371,564, according to union stats, are private sector union employees. And these are the employees that are going to be impacted by right to work being rescinded. What that means is that in the public sector, because of the United States uh, Supreme Court ruling on Janus, those employees are still going to have the ability to not pay dues and not lose their job. So what we're looking at is about 371,564 workers out of the 4.1 million in the state are going to have the, if right to work is rescinded, are going to have to go back to joining a union, paying the dues or, or fear of losing their job. That's roughly about 9% of all employees. So it's going to be less than one out of every 10 employees that are impacted by right to work. A little bit of background information. Right to work is more or less a recent phenomenon. It's only been in place for the last 10 years. It was passed in 2012, didn't go into effect until March of 2013. I think the unions went through a learning curve of their own when right to work was rescinded. I think they really forgot about servicing their uh, union members and learned the hard way about how lacking they had become because you had to join a union. It wasn't voluntary. So you remember Steve Cook, then the director or the president of the Michigan Education Association, saying that he feared that if they lost a thousand or a couple thousand employees, well, they lost tens of thousands of employees when uh, right to work was passed because they, it's because so many employees didn't value what the, what they were getting for their dues. So I think when right to work passed, I believe it was a it was a wake up call for the unions in terms of, you know, what are we doing for our members now that we have to provide something and can't just fire them if they don't join us. One of the things that uh, just came across my desk is Great Lakes Education Project just released a uh, news release where they accuse House Democrats for what they call high hypocrisy. And one always has to be wary of rhetoric such as that. But they discussed the House Democrats have introduced on House Bill 4235, which is legislation that would give a refundable tax credit to individuals who can contribute to organizations, to unions. We we both know that uh, most public sector unions in uh, Michigan bankroll democratic campaigns. And I'll quote the uh, Great Lakes Education Project. They said, this is the kind of hypocrisy that makes regular people hate politics. Uh, that would be uh, Beth Deshone from uh, the Great Lakes Education Project is uh, attributed House Democrats spent the last two years trying to block legislation to give a tax credit 
to ordinary residents investing in our kids' education. Now they're rushing to co-sponsor a bill to give tax credits to their friends who filled the bank accounts of Democratic Party campaign contributors. When I look back at Right to Work, the thing that sits with me the most is that the most eye-opening thing is the collective bargaining aspect of it. And we've talked about it before, about how all the school boards who are supposed to be in a bargaining position against the unions worked collaboratively with them to try and create all these 10-year union contracts. Remember that? So that right to work would never be able to go into an effect. This wasn't like just a handful. This was, I want to say, more than 100 had those kind of, you know, out of the, what, 700 or 500 school districts plus the 200 charter schools. You had hundreds of school districts that were working with unions to delay or perhaps stop the implementation of right to work. The whole thing smacked of political process. So getting back to what Glep says, this is the way government is done now. It's never pretty. Our co-worker, Scott McClellan, published a story here on uh, Thursday, March 9th, that brought up Whitmer's 2018 Sunshine Plan when she was running for her, her first campaign for election. And she laid out rules by which she would govern if she won the election. And she's basically saying that if she signs the right to work repeal, it would actually break the rules that she established that she put out herself in 2018. As the law is now, the legislature can add in a dollar amount to any bill and it becomes referendum proof, her 2018 plan said. In controversial legislation like right to work and the emergency manager laws, legislators added an appropriation so voters could not repeal it. If a non-appropriations bill has a dollar amount added to circumvent the people's right to a referendum and it reaches my desk, I will veto it. Been noted that uh, there is a $1 million appropriation for fiscal year 2023 to 2024 to the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity to respond to public inquiries, inform public employers and employees of their rights and more. So that seems like a kind of a backdoor way of getting around the promise that the governor had made when she was running for office the first time and dealing with the rescinding right to work legislation now. So, Tom, do you have anything else to add on this particular topic? Well, we know that these are hard you know, estimates. There's about 47,000 uh, GM workers in the state of Michigan about 21,000 Ford workers in the state of Michigan. Those numbers from 2021. So they might have changed in, in you know, 18 months since then. But those are primarily the people who are going to be impacted by right to work being rescinded in the state of Michigan. Listeners can keep up with this story and more at thecentersquare.com. This is Bruce Walker, Great Lakes Regional Editor for The Center Square. Please subscribe and thank you for listening. Yeah.